I don't want to go too into detail, but like, I I hated him. I'm like learning from this this guy. I don't even know. Like, I met him through BGA, and I'm like, why are you telling me what to do, man? I think that's what having a kid does. It really makes you think about even who you are. Off, 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 off. The pill. Ready? I've been ready. Are you sure? All right. I'm not ready. Welcome back to another episode of Off the Pill Podcast. I thought you were going to do the intro song. Mm. No, you said you didn't want to use that intro song. God, one day, well, one Paco, day. why is so stock song? bad at your job? <laughs> Justin, with that being said, with that being said, we have Mr. Justin Chan in the house. B-G-A, B-G-A, B-G-A. You know, in the first song, that was just, there's that... I mean, you guys aren't even on it, but like, it's just me and David in the background. You hear BGA chanting. It's just me and David. <laughs> we did it like fifty times <laughs> so to try to get different to make it sound like a crowd. Big, yeah, because you know we don't have real fans doing that for us. So. <laughs> Dude, one day we'll bring it back. Uh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't intro. Uh, Paco is also in the uh, the the thing. There you go. Yeah, that's a perfect sound for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I got it. Um, yeah, I went all out of order. You know why? Because we are back in Vegas, and it is. Um, yeah. We haven't done a podcast here in like three episodes, mm. but we are back because Justin is in town. I'm here. How's it going, man? It's it, going good. It's man. been a while since you've been out here too. Yeah. It, last time was the last fight. You came here. The last time you came was for what? For uh, which fight? Probably Fights. Conor McGregor or something. Might have been. It might have been Mayweather McGregor. It, it was a long time ago. It was that fight. <coughs> it was that fight. Oh. And I remember feeling really sort of like disappointed. Mm. Anyways, you look like you're from the 90s with that hat on. Thank you. I appreciate that. You look like a custodian from the 90s. I know. With that haircut and shirt. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to look I'm going for. I well, just want to. You want to explain because I don't know if people can, I don't know if people know this or not, but you're hella buff right now. Uh-huh. And you're do, you said you're doing it for a role. Yeah. Right? I'm about to leave. Can you talk about uh, your role? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm playing, a, I'm going to be playing a uh, Korean American adoptee that's uh, getting deported. Um what? Yeah. Korean American adoptee that's getting deported, and he lives in the south. And this is the film that you wrote and you're directing. Yeah, and you're directing. You're acting in it. Yeah, I'm acting in it. And you're working with a studio, a big studio. Can yeah. you talk about wait, who you're working with? Yeah, I mean, um, the main the main studio is is uh, Macro. Um, there's a co-financier for the film, um, but Macro made Sorry to Bother You, Mudbound. They made two of Denzel Washington's films, Fences and Roman mm-hmm. Esquire. They made. Um, um, yeah, you know, they made, they, they made, uh, this film called The Land. You know, they do a lot of like super, uh, you know, ethnic driven, uh-huh. uh, films. So they're like a good partner for this, but yeah, it's about like, you know, with like deportation and stuff these days, um, you know, we have the dreamers and DACA, but like, um, part of it that people aren't talking about is people who are adopted here internationally from like the 70s and 80s are getting deported people who are adopted here by white what do you mean by u.s citizens so you adopted meaning like they flew them like shipped them over yeah like you know when you adopt a baby from africa or china or korea no i don't know about that i mean i know people do it but i didn't know so do you know any like korean don't they have aren't they legal at that point that's what i'm saying that's why it's really messed up so that is so they're legal but they're getting deported well yeah what's happening is that 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 they get brought to this country you know and this is 
There's a Child Citizenship Act of 2000, so anyone adopted after that gets automatically granted citizenship, uh-huh. but anyone before that oh. isn't protected. So if they got adopted here and the parents didn't file like the proper paperwork, yeah. now like with the current administration and stuff, ICE is so aggressive that they're using loopholes to oh, deport wow. people like uh-huh. that have no connection <clears throat> to their homeland and like, you know, they, they were like brought here as kids and, you know, international adoption, a lot of money is exchanged and right. it's, uh, it's, it's really bad. It's really sad. Dude, that's actually. hella sad. Yeah. Um, so what year was this after they're okay? After 2000, I think is when, when they, if you bring so a baby from a different country, uh-huh. they're protected, but anyone before, which is just a stupid loophole. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like, you know, um, People from that's what your movie is about, though. Yeah, well, it's about a guy who <coughs> is uh, dealing with that, um, and he's uh, you know Korean American and and grew up in in the South, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, so like you know he's just trying to get his life. To, he's starting to like really get his life together, and then a bunch uh-huh. of bad stuff happens, and and then he has to deal with uh, the possibility of getting deported. Okay, well, I mean, just yeah. going back because I didn't really. For people who don't know who you are, mm-hmm. um, Justin Chan is an actor. You've probably seen him in stuff, a bunch of things. You've been acting for I don't know how long. For like, like 18 years, 19. 18 years. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, he's he's. you're not really acting as much. You're doing more like directing and stuff. But yeah. you were in like a ton of shows. Like you, I, I remember you from the Nickelodeon show with, what, what, what was that? Just Jordan. <laughs> just Jordan. It's the- just Jordan. Yeah. It's just Jordan. Is that part of it? That was that was like the theme song in the beginning. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the show, <laughs> but like <laughs> he's like he's like he's like, dude, I've seen you on yeah, it. Like, yeah. I just remember an Asian dude on it. I feel like I feel like you know you know your audience that's listening right now, like the they, age range, they probably watch. No, they're actually older than really. We, yeah, because it's podcast, so like yeah, younger yeah. people don't really care. Yeah, I I <laughs> well, was, they were in Twilight. You were in Twilight. I was in Twilight. All of them, right? Yeah, uh, but very but yeah. But I'm like a very small part of it. I'm just yeah. Like you're a human, dude. So was Anna human. Kendrick. Yeah. You were in 21, 21 and over. 21 and over. Not 21. Not the card movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. The 21, 21 and over. Yeah. With, with uh, Miles, Miles Teller, and yeah. Skylar Aston. Um, you're in a bunch of stuff, man. I mean, like, like I said, you were in things that I just remember because you, there wasn't many Asian people around, mm. and you were just like, oh, Asian dude on Nickelodeon. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. And then obviously Twilight, mm. right? But and then, you know that was fun. Isn't it crazy? All the people who played those like, 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 eight, like the human roles kind of blew up, right? Well, Anna, um, Anna Kendrick's huge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, but if you go know. back and watch, and you're like, damn, that is such a. I can't believe she played that insignificant role. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> how, can we talk about Twilight yeah. and how when you told me about it, uh, how you thought, oh my god, this film. Well, I don't know if you want to yeah. say it. what you want to no, say. No, no, no. I think we could talk about it now. I okay, mean, yeah, let's yeah. talk about it then, because I think people would really want to know. But when the when truth. was the first? Okay, Twilight okay. No, no. Released. Let me let me. So let me explain something. Is when I was gonna do Twilight, I was just getting off of like ch- like children's television, like Nickelodeon, yep. and doing a bunch <laughs> of stuff for Disney and stuff. Um, you know, and I I always wanted to be like an Asian Sean Penn. You know, I wanted to be a serious actor. So I was planning to really stay away from anything that's kind of like, you know, I wanted to try to find serious roles, maybe do some indie films that are, and then my agent called me and said, there's this movie and it's, and I think you should go out for it. It's about, it's about a family of vampires. (laughs) And I was like, hell no. Can you cuss on this? Yeah, you can cuss. 
I was just like, fuck no, man. I don't want to go out for that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and then he was like, well, dude, like you don't have a job. You should probably, and like, there's not a lot of options for uh -huh. you. Cause you know, at that time, you know, it wasn't as open as it is now. Yeah. So the, Asians yeah. Or yeah. So like the roles are were limited. So I was just like, okay, well, who's, uh, who's directing it? And she, he was like, Catherine Hardwick. I was like, oh, and she did a movie called 13 and Lords of Dogtown that she I really a loved. Yeah. Good resume. Yeah, yeah. She, she did like indie films. I really <laughs> love. And then I was like, well, who's the main star? Like it's in, in, he was like, well, uh, this girl named Kristen Stewart. I was like, oh, because I had seen a film called into the wild. Yep. And she has a part in that. She's just so amazing in it. And I was like, I would love to work with her. And then, and, uh, and that's why I auditioned. And, and I auditioned, like, I don't know, six, seven times. And, uh, Wait, what had, do you mean? Because it was... Or? Yeah, because it was during the writer's strike. Yeah. So they couldn't rewrite stuff. Like, so we had to do a lot of improv uh, for the audition. So you go in and... And because they couldn't write new stuff, we had to go and, and improvise a lot of scenes with the other sort of potential cast members. And then, uh, yeah, I showed up. I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm really excited to work with these people. But the film itself... I. I don't give a fuck, <laughs> you know, like it's like, you know, um, and you know, like the books, it's based off books mm -hmm. and stuff, but you know, I was really excited to work with the people involved, but like the actual story, I was like, well, you know, it's, it's just an opportunity and, right. and, uh, and, but the other thing is, is I don't think they wanted me. Oh really? Cause I was Asian. Um, I think Catherine, Eric Yorkie, right? Yeah. Is that, isn't that. Well, I don't know. Is that an Asian character in the book? No, but they don't specify his ethnicity. Oh. Just that he has black hair and, like, I think, like, nasty pimply skin or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> that well. but, uh, but, um, Catherine, I think, came out recently saying, like, she had a problem. She had problems casting minorities. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't think they really wanted me because, you know, it was Washington, Forks, Washington. They f didn't feel like. Asian but uh there yeah so Ka Catherine fought for me and and that i am proud of you know anytime yeah. i can get a role that isn't meant for me right. um i was really proud of that so um but you know and and the fact that i'm the only asian in that entire series is is pretty cool yeah i guess like another fun fact is like that for for those people who don't know is yeah. you actually did youtube <laughs> i did yeah i did because um because of uh you guys Mm -hmm. Is you and Kev and you did it a lot. I mean, like you yeah. consistently, you were consistent for a little bit. I did it for like a like a maybe like half a year. Yeah, Dude, your intro is I loved your intro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks, but yeah. um, it's I think people don't understand how hard work it is. How much right. how much hard work? And I was like, dude, this is like from not for me. <laughs> <laughs> hard work, hard work yeah, is not for me. Not for me, dude. <laughs> Um, no, it's just like, no, it's I mean, just, you also had your other, it's a real career. It's like, a real, it's its own career. Like I you can't do it part time. Yeah. I thought I can maybe like, just kind of do it like when I have free time, but it's not the case. Like it has to be a full-time gig yep, yep. and I was just too busy, like acting and, and doing other stuff and just, just way bigger things. No, no, no. It's not that like, I <laughs> no, it's true though. <laughs> like, no, I, like YouTube is even bigger than most. Like I think if you're on a network television show, uh -huh. no one knows who you are. Yeah. Right. Like I was just on a show for ABC Nobody has ever recognized me from that. Like, no one's ever said, uh -huh. oh, yeah, you're that guy from that ABC show. But, like, people recognize me from your YouTube videos. <laughs> That's a little funny. Yeah. So I mean, like, I'm yeah. People, well, I think it depends on, like, the size of what your, your project, right? Because you were yeah. in, I mean, like, people obviously know you from Twilight because the mm -hmm. fan base was so big, yeah. right? Um, why don't you talk about how you turned down Pitch Perfect? 
<laughs> We're going in. <laughs> we are going in. I think this is all interesting things. Yeah, this I don't know. is you don't actually have to talk about that. If no, you don't no, want no. To. This is all things that I have never talked about. In public. I know that's why. Yeah, I, and I think um, it's so interesting. Yeah, because um, it's an inside world to like a star's life. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not a star. It's yeah, but like I mean, a, so it's to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, yeah. I had just finished shooting Twenty One and Over, and. Skylar Aston was in 21 and over with me and uh, we both got cast in Pitch Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went straight over from from Seattle to, uh, I think it was Baton Rouge or Shreveport, uh, Louisiana. So I went from one hotel to another uh-huh. and I was like, man, I just, I wasn't, um, you know, I, I thought I wanted to do it and I showed up and, and you know, Anna was there who's, who's you know, I, I love and and uh known it for a long time so like i i was really stoked and then but then um you know we uh got there and i was i saw the reality of what it was was it was it's like a musical mm-hmm. <laughs> and you didn't want to do it and i was just like but you sing oh. too like what what so about like that? so like yeah the audition was like you had to sing a song and and whatever and and you know, I send a tape in and yeah. and I also do think that Skyler put in a good word because he got cast as a lead and he's like hey you need to cast this guy so yep. I showed up and then so we then I found myself in like dance rehearsal for like <laughs> eight hours a day <laughs> and then we and then we were also doing like singing rehearsal and like and I was just sitting there like in and we're sitting in like a circle and we're all picking out parts and I was just trying to do like a falsetto and I was like dude this is not I feel like a phony. I just don't feel like I belong here. Cause and, because what? You didn't feel feel like your vocals are on point with them? Or <laughs> like why? Like Yeah, I just I or just, you just didn't like it? Yeah, and I just felt like really kind of stupid when we were because <laughs> Because we were so many people. No, 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 not, not no, that. It, not yeah. really. He's talking no, no, about yeah, his personal. My personal experience yeah. is like you know, and every day at the end of the day, we would kind of show the director the choreography and stuff, and you got to get in it. You gotta really like be mm-hmm. in it, like doing the whole dance. Like and you have to commit because you can you tell commit. when someone's not committed. Commit and and you know I think I can also talk about I get I, I know I could talk about this, but like because we've hashed it out uh, personally is there's an uh, actor named Akarsh, and he's a uh, he's in everything now. He's he's going to be in Britney runs a marathon. He's he would play Mindy Kaling's younger brother in mm-hmm. in the Mindy Project. He's in Mulan. He's he's uh, in like a film with Ryan Reynolds right now. He's a huge uh, Indian American actor. Okay. And I didn't like him. <laughs> and like, we, we got, we were at it. Like me and him were like, and he was like, anyway, like I don't want to go to the guys in pitch perfect. Yeah. He's in pitch perfect. He plays a rap, he, he plays oh, a rapper guy. That guy yeah, yeah, and yeah. me and him didn't get along. Yeah. And I, I don't want to go too into detail, but like I, I hated him. Right. <laughs> and he, okay. I don't think he liked me either. Um, and that was another reason I was like, Dude, and it just like as a week went by, I was like, I don't, I want to get out. Of, I, I don't, I don't want to do this. And also, like Twenty One and Over was talking about doing a reshoot in China because they got some Chinese money, so we had to shoot part of the movie in China. Yeah, and and then also Kev wanted me to do some stupid movie with him in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, which is probably the dumbest thing I ever did is I gave up Pitch Perfect. <laughs> To go do Kevin's YouTube movie. See, that's that's friendship though. That's, that's loyalty. Pretty, that's pretty loyal. That's pretty yeah, loyal. It's perfect. Yeah. Was, and you knew. I mean, it was. It had a big budget. I mean, it yeah, felt, it I was knew it was going to be. Yeah, and I and it's music and stuff, and it's entertaining. I yeah. knew it was going to be good. It's just, 
at that time, and sometimes in life, you have to do what's best for your soul, not for your bank account. Yeah. Damn, that's deep. So, yeah. So I was just like, you know what? I, I, I'd rather go chill in Hawaii. And, and, and I'm glad I did. I mean, it changed my life, you know, like uh-huh. spending that much time in Hawaii and, and, and Hawaii is like a second home to me. So like, I'm, I'm glad I did that. But like, uh, you know, um, also, you know, I, I, I was like, so just partied out. I was drinking so much and all that stuff. And I was just like, I was just kind of done. And, and Hawaii was like a little bit relaxing. And, and then I had to, sh- I went from like being in a hotel and to sharing a bed with Kevin in like <laughs> an apartment in Hawaii. Kev Jumba for people who don't yeah. know um, what we're talking about. And which yeah. movie were you guys shooting? Hang Loose. Mm, okay. With Dante, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love Dante, Basco, you know, Rufio. Rufio. But, um, but yeah, you know, since then, you know, like, uh, if I could just indulge you guys in the conflict between me and Akarsh, we tested for a, a NBC show. Uh, for a TV show, uh-huh. we, you go. What, what happens is you have to go test for a show, like uh, for like the the executives, and and so I made it to the final round, and then I was just waiting in the room to go test, and then the elevator opens, and it was Akarsh, and we hadn't seen each other since per- Pitch Perfect, and the elevator opened, and he looked at me, he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck," and I was <laughs> like, "I was like, what the fuck?" And I just like turned my. <laughs> You know, we just like, and then, uh, and then we were just like, you know, you have to test a few times. You have to test with yeah. the network in the studio. And then by the, the second or third day, like, Akash is like, can I talk to you? I was like, yeah, cool, man. And we went into like an empty room while we we're waiting to like go into audition. And he's like, man, and I will give it to him. Like, he's a bigger man. He like apologized first and, and, uh, we pieced it out. And what since, made you hate him so much? Like, why did you guys hate each other? So much? I don't know, man. I, d- I just like, <laughs> I mean, we're both different people, yeah, you know, and okay. I, and I can't like speak on his behalf because it's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know what's going on in his life, but like, I was just, I was also a different person. Yeah. And I, you know, I just, uh, we just didn't get along. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, you know, when you meet somebody for the first time, they rub you the wrong way and you, you just, yeah, you just don't vibe with somebody i feel like and here's the thing is sometimes you don't vibe because actually you're a lot more similar than you'd like to admit Mm -hmm. you know and you see i think you see parts of yourself in somebody that you don't like but you're actually like you're actually like hating on yourself Mm -hmm. but then you it's your insecurities that make you kind of um hone in on that and start to like you know let it bother you but but i don't know akash is a sweetheart he's a really amazing guy and um no, you and, guys are cool. and, and yeah we're totally cool now and, and we've <clears throat> we've hung out a bunch of times since then so like you know i think sometimes that kind of conflict helps you actually become closer i don't know well that's uh, <laughs> i mean you want to talk about pitch perfect this, man. this kind of stuff is like oh people are going to clip it and just send it to like send it to all these different <laughs> actors and, yeah. um okay well i mean i did want to because i think mm. that's interesting i think yeah. it's super uh it's an inside look that a lot of people don't get to see definitely yeah um but yeah. i mean now you're doing like i said you were you did acting for i don't know how long i mean you're still acting mm-hmm. but really your claim to fame currently is your directing because you've been mm-hmm. directing films and writing them and uh, recently you had two films make it into Sundance back mm-hmm. to back. Your last two films both made it into Sundance and won an award. Well, one of them won an award. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And that's award. huge. I don't know if people know that, but getting into Sundance is like super prestigious and it's, it's, you know, name some other movies that Fruitvale station, um, the drumming one, right? Whiplash. Whiplash. Um, you it's know, really it's tough to get into Sundance and you, yeah. your last two in a row that you directed got in there. So right now you're yeah. kind of like a, I mean, you're kind of like 
like hot right now in um, that world directing. in the indie sort of like and wait did you also write those as well yeah i wrote so them. you you wrote direct acted in i acted um, in in the first movie gook yeah um and then i wasn't in the my my most recent film is purple mm-hmm. um so what's going on what, with that one right now miss purple uh so i went to sundance with that uh this january and it comes out in theaters September 6th in LA in, at the Newart uh, in Santa Monica. And then, and then it'll expand to New York in two landmark theaters. And then, and then um, after that, it'll expand to most major cities. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think it's going to be through landmark theaters. Um, but yeah, you know, it's about a, uh, a strange brother and sister who grew up in like a gentrifying Koreatown in Los Angeles. And, and, uh, their uh, dad is is close to passing away. He's 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 terminally ill, and and uh, the daughter has stuck around to care for him. And uh, their live-in hospice nurse quits, so she's forced to have to contact her brother, who uh, and begs him to help um, help him help her take care of him because she has to make money and work and pay for stuff. And what she does what she does for work is she's a karaoke hostess. And, um, you know, if you're from L.A. or you're Korean, you might be familiar with, like, the Toomey culture. It's like, you know, you go to a you know, karaoke room and girls come in. They're, like, kind of like uh, hostesses and they come and hang out with guys for, for money. Um, <clears throat> so it kind of explores that world in a way. But, but it's really about a, a brother and sister's relationship. I have a younger sister and our, our relationship has been pretty complicated over the years and you know, on dealing with our parents and, and kind of divvying up responsibilities. And I think the the brother-sister relationship specifically is pretty particular because it's like one's a guy and one's a girl. And, and I haven't seen that really sort of explored in film. You know, there's only a few films that, that talk about that. I mean, like, you know, You Can Count on Me, The Savages, skeleton twins but that's about it mm-hmm. you know i mean i feel like uh edge of 17 kind of touched on it because like you know the you know the girl is dealing with all this stuff and then you find out the brother you know there was all this stuff that he was holding in but like it wasn't like the main sort of thing this is like the main meal is like their relationship um but it's also a empowering empowering story like she she needs to I think she lives in a very lonely solitude existence of a world. And part of her journey is to understand that there's a world outside of hers. And that's why there's a Chicano whole Chicano storyline that weaves through the story and, and things that kind of bring her out of her comfort zone. And by the end, um, you know, I think she starts to realize and learn, um, how maybe she can live a healthier life. Um, but when does this come out? This comes out September 6th in, in LA. LA. In LA. September 6th in LA, yeah. and then New York, you said? New York the next weekend. Um, and then and other landmark other th- It'll be in San Francisco, Seattle. Like It'll be in most major cities. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's called Miss Purple. Yep. Yeah. And I, I was curious as to uh, your writing process and how you get into that. Because uh, with the, the whole um, brother-sister <clears throat> relationship, like you're, you're obviously drawing from that experience yeah. and uh maybe like with gook and stuff if you want to talk about that because uh it, it shows like uh different intricacies uh i think 
it was during the the riots, right? Yeah, it takes place during the '92 LA riots. Yeah, and and then your next one is uh, with kind of like deportation, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if you have any uh, actual experience with it, but maybe mm-hmm. like you could kind of take us through the story of all three. Yeah, well, you know, I think I have a there's a reason or purpose for the art that I make. Um, I mean, I feel like most people on the internet know me to be an idiot. <laughs> But I think it is, it, you know, as a filmmaker, I, 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 my purpose really solely is to, um, there's a few things actually. The f- first and foremost is I, I am trying to bring empathy to our community as Asian Americans. So like if somebody that's outside of our community watches a film, they maybe understand how we operate or, or can, can empathize for us a little bit more. So that's the first criteria. Second criteria is, you know, we have Crazy Rich Asians, Black Panther, and and all these sort of, uh, you know, Miss Bala, these films that are strictly, you know, cast and include people of that ethnicity, which is great. But I'm also interested in my art exploring how we coexist mm-hmm. and, and interconnect and all that stuff. Um, so those are two things that, that, that drive me in terms of uh, what I want to say. Uh, as for the writing process, you know, everything I do has to be, it needs to come from a very personal place. Um, the one I'm about to do, I read a few news articles about people who were getting deported and just really, I just, every time I read a story like that, I would start crying like crazy because it's really sad. And it's like some of these people have to leave their families behind and, you know, me being like a new dad and having a, uh, one and a half year old, like I couldn't even, even imagine that. Um, and also, like, just for somebody like that to be abandoned by their parents and given up for adoption, and then a lot of these people go through the foster care system because even their adopted parents sometimes don't want them. And then, you know, fast forward, like, two decades, finding out that the U.S., the the, the place you could call home doesn't want you and is kicking you out, I think that's a very... Yeah, it's like a double... It's like, it's like getting pretty much kicked in the ass. Like, yeah. Your whole life. Yeah, it's a pretty, my heart goes out to them. So like, uh, you know, giving a platform to a community that doesn't have a voice, I think is a, is a worthwhile endeavor, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, you know, that those are th- some reasons why I make the art that I do. And, and, um, and you know, I want to be like sort of the counter programming. We have like the Justin Lins and the James Wands and, and, um, you know, um, John Chu's and, and they're doing amazing work, and they're really great in that studio, like big time studio system. I think I'm really great at drama, and you know, and I in comedy and stuff, but like much more intimate and and, and real kind of stories. So I'm like the counter programming to that, and I think right. I, I I just make a nice balance. I think it's really interesting that you. Um, I mean, a lot of people say that, right? A lot of artists will say, "I'm all about like the art mm-hmm. and not anything else, not like the fame, not for, I just want to make art." Yeah. Um, but you were presented with some huge opportunities to work with like hundred, like really, really finance films, like mm. big studios. Uh, you, you were, I mean, you were offered, basically you could have went that route. Yeah. You could have went the route of be, being the next director of a Marvel <laughs> film or something, but mm. instead you chose, I mean, that doesn't appeal to you. Well, money doesn't drive me. Uh-huh. That's the biggest thing is, is uh, I've seen what, Money, like, and fame and all that stuff. I've seen people who have it. Right. And we all know that that doesn't make you happy. 
I mean, it's not, it, it can, you can be happy with money and, and fame if your sort of internal compass is right. But if it's just, that's the only thing you're looking for, you're going to find yourself very, very empty. Mm -hmm. So money doesn't drive me. It's, I think money is a great sort of indicator if you're doing great work. Because mm -hmm. money, I think, follows talent, right? Um, so I don't focus on that. I don't focus on the biggest opportunity or the biggest career move. I I focus on what feels right to me and, and um, artistically and, and uh, spiritually and, you know, um, what makes sense for my family. I think if you do one of those huge movies, you won't see your family for like three years. Mm -hmm. You're like constantly working and, and you're having to answer someone. That's the other thing that I really, really value is autonomy. Like I really value being the master of my own life. Mm -hmm. And not having to answer to like people telling me what I have to do or how I need to do it, especially with art. So, um, yeah, I value that. So like, you know, um, those kind of opportunities, I'm very flattered, but as of right now, I think there's a, there's a lot of work to be done that I feel is important, uh, that I need to do first. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not saying I'll never do it, you know, like yeah. it'd be really fun to do like a big hundred million, uh, yeah, hundred million dollar movie. But you know, my my baby's like really young and I don't want to miss out. <laughs> my baby's like really young. My baby's like little a baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My baby's a baby and I, yeah. I I'll never get that time back with her. Yeah. So you know, I work from home. Like mm -hmm. I do like my editor Reynolds, who's also from Hawaii, Reynolds Barney. And uh mm. his name is actual Reynolds Barney. <laughs> roasting him is not here. <laughs> I know, I love him though. But like he's over at my house, we're editing in in uh in my office and like I do that on purpose and I, I and I stay home as much as I can to be with my baby. But if I was doing studio film, I really doubt they're gonna let me edit from my home. Yeah, of course not. You know, <laughs> I don't yeah. Think so. They're gonna make me edit from the edit bay and they're gonna come in and out to, to look yep. at the progress and everything. And but uh, you know, I do that so I can as for now, like for now at least, you know, when when my kid doesn't want me around, then maybe yeah, that's maybe when I'll go do like a bigger film and just bounce and and do that whole thing. But right now I think like there are some stories that I think can change people's opinion, you know, in a different way. Um, and I tell stories about people who aren't the 0.01%, you know, like my stories aren't really like fantastical. They're like a realistic look at the, the, our lives, you know, like it's a lot of my films are about the working class. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they're not about like super rich people. They're, they're just about like normal people like us, you know? And, and, uh, I also think that's valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that being said, we'll come back and we'll talk about, uh, another film that we had in mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get there, we have to take a quick shishi break and we are out. GTFO. GTFO. That's, um, so what, what were we talking about? You guys are oh, talking about um, your new upcoming yeah, film so that you might do. Well, you were talking about how you like to do more real things. Mm -hmm. And whenever <laughs> me and Justin come up with ideas, because it's usually stemming from me, um, 
it's really dumb. Like really, we have really dumb ideas. But I like that too. You yeah, know, it's, it's like it's it's a nice break, right? Yeah, from, you got to have your meal, but you ha- you also have to have your dessert. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, I, I think that's something that I really like about you is that uh, you don't try to like you know get uh, stuck in in like one cubicle. Uh-huh. Like you have a lot of different facets to who in you are. One cube. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have many different faces to your cube. I have a lot of little cubes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're really, you're a cube. You're a cube. Uh, I'm a cube. E. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, but no, th- I think that's what's really cool about you yeah. is that, you know, there's so many different sides to you mm. that there are some people who are going to be like, oh, I don't think Justin's a dumbass. Like, he's uh, really serious. Uh, you know? Yeah. And it, yeah. I, I really like those types of people. Uh, thanks, thanks. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't like you, but it's okay. <laughs> 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 uh, no, no, but no, but thanks. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, take it back. I take it back. <laughs> yeah, take it all back, yeah. man. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, thanks, man. No, I, I, I think like, um, I think, man, I just, I just want to live a full life, mm-hmm. you know. And I think it's, it, life is. There's too many things to experience than to just be one thing, you know. And I feel like that's what you guys are doing, like with this podcast and right. You guys are trying out new stuff and like you could just be doing the same old, but like, yeah, there's too much cool stuff to do that to just be like the serious guy or the funny guy or that's why I love when I see, um, you know, comedians do like dramas and stuff. Like, yeah. I love like when Jim Carrey did the Truman show or, or eternal sunshine, Eternal. you know? Um, and then I also like when, when, uh, really serious guys that do like stupid comedies like when Matt Damon did that one film with Greg Kinnear I think it's stuck on you where they play Siamese twins yeah. or this, like stuff like that you know I, I love when uh, they do stuff like that but I think that um, I think there's so many ways we can like express ourselves why limited to just yeah the, the same old boring bullshit so let's talk about how you you guys are going to explore yourself in this new dumb idea that you have Oh, this dumb idea. Um, I mean, it's been a long time <laughs> of us, like, still saying we're going to do it, but we yeah. just never do it. Yeah. Um, but we are trying to write a BGA movie. Yeah. Um, for people who, I don't know, if you don't know what that is, it's just our, our, our fake K-pop band that we yeah. made. Um, it started off as one video, a joke. Uh, and um, it just it did like, really well. Yeah, it did a, a huge international reach. Yeah, it it. It, the, I remember the first one because it's literally saying dong side, which means I have to take a shit, right? Yeah, in Korean. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I initially it's just me and David, right? We yeah. just, I recorded it. It's just my, my voice, really. And then uh, we we're like, okay, well, we need a band. And yeah. I was like, okay, what Asians do I know that can be a part <laughs> of this? Obviously, Justin's one, right? Because I know he can sing too. If we, I mean, we didn't, you didn't really need to sing, but, yeah. and then I got Phil because I know he likes to dance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then June, I, kind of just met but i knew he was into k-pop yeah and it was just super helpful to have him um he's like the identity of k-pop he is he literally like he that's his life he literally is doing still like on his by himself he's doing like he carried on with bj by himself he's literally like (laughs) he's the one holding the torch (laughs) the only one the last video was about him leaving the group and start doing it because he's the star yeah yeah. and and he's it's happening (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. he's real life you know actually i've gone to some general meetings with like some studio people yeah and they bring it up they bring up bga yeah they go like so hey tell what me. is this dude yeah like, <laughs> some like a few in particular were like hey so tell about this like what is this bga thing and i start start laughing i'm like <laughs> How, why did you watch that <laughs> yeah. because these are like old white men you know right. and i'm like 
Why? Why did you? Why watch that? though? Like, because do they have kids? Is that? I don't know. Oh, I didn't ask. Or maybe I they just typed in Justin Chan. And yeah, in the but then they love it. They're just like, no, oh, it's funny. like so fun, and they love it. But um, mm-hmm. but I think we also like that's that's something that you did was sort of like with the whole YouTube. You bridge. You help bridge the gap because it, it started off such a little thing, and you you and some other people like really blew it up into something that's like more. Now it's mainstream. Like YouTube is not like, it's not a niche thing. It's more actually more big than what we were talking mm-hmm. about than yeah. like TV shows or whatever it is. To so the point of where networks are adapting to like kind of the YouTube uh, yeah. formula. Yeah. So it's all about streaming and, and videos on demand. Yeah. So I feel like it's just as legitimate. You know, I remember actually being on Twilight and explaining to them, I was like, yeah, I'm doing this YouTube thing. And <laughs> and they're like, why would you do that? Why would you waste your time? Yeah, and I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, this can be, you know, reach a lot of people, and it's it's the new thing that's that I feel is going to be huge. And, and, I, and, you know, watching how you guys were, were operating, I don't think they were seeing that yet, and everybody was catching up. But now it's it's... It's legitimate, more legitimate than anything, you know? But um, I don't mind. I don't mind doing some BGA shit. Yeah. 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 Well, we were working on another, we have another song yeah. that still needs to be, we wrote it out, David and I, and, and it needs to be recorded still. Yeah. Hey, do you guys um, have auditions? Um, like rappers? Like, you need a Filipino rapper or something? And nah. It would have to fit the storyline. Nah, no, we don't need anybody like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I mean, about? Not in, not in particular. Nah, like, yeah, I don't think so. Who was it that keeps asking me? Like, there's. It was funny because, like, like I said, it was so casual the way I was like, "Hey, Justin, you want to do this like K-pop video?" Yeah. It wasn't gonna be a big deal. Same with like Phil and them. I was just yeah. like, but then like people were like, "Man, why? Like, why didn't you pick me?" Like other like Asian friends that I For had. Real? Yeah. They're like jealous that like. Or, like even like Wes, I think wanted to do it at some point. I don't know if he actually wanted. To. He said like. He was just like, "Why didn't you? Yeah. Ask me. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I think um, Wes would have been good. Yeah. He yeah. looks very like. He has that look too. Yeah, you know, Wes is like slick, undercover, sort of like sexy. Yeah, you know, like I, f- I could mm-hmm. see how like, like a mysterious, yeah, mysterious and quiet. We're talking West from Wang Fu Productions. Yeah, yeah, West he's, from Wang Fu. But he's the one that the girls like, right? From Wang. Yeah, Fu. he's like the mysterious, quiet one, but like yeah. he has style and like, mm-hmm. and you're kind of like hell oh. style. But he also seems like a guy that would take care of his girlfriend. Yeah, like a really and, nice dude. <laughs> yeah, like, but then is also like, has like the brooding like. Like male sort of like energy, but then also sensitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we have Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending this just that, that section to Phil. Just Yo, to Phil. There needs to be a like ju- Justin shots fired compilation. <laughs> yeah. All the people he's talking shit about. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking if there's any BGA fans watching, um, they're gonna be shocked because no, I mean, if they only know you from BGA, uh, yeah, like you said, they probably think you're an idiot and oh, an for asshole. Sure. They probably think you're an yeah. asshole. Like you hate, like you really do hate June. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we gotta keep that going. We gotta like, keep that going. He really does hate June. Fuck June. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Put that in the compilation. <laughs> One of the Twitter questions is from June. <laughs> no <laughs> way. And it says, "Do you remember me?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, tell no. him, tell him, tell him, um, he should go watch uh, Pixar's You're telling Co- him right now. Oh, oh, hey, June, you should watch Pixar's Coco. I don't remember you. <laughs> who are, like, Damn. who's, what's his, what's his uh, name, username? June Curry on. So, June, like, why the fuck do you have curry in your name? Like, what is that about? 
I don't understand. It wants to be like Korean, that's why. Oh, curry on. Curry on. Yeah. That's dumb as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) The the hate. People are going to really believe that you hate him. (laughs) So we got to keep it going. Yeah, BJ is a real thing, guys. We're not playing characters. It's written so that they're all very exaggerated versions of ourselves. <laughs> David, uh, David's question to you was, are you secretly in love with June Curry on? Hey, man. Um, sexuality, it should be fluid. So I, <laughs> I'm not, I wouldn't be ashamed of rubbing. <laughs> Where's this going? <laughs> you know, that... That space between the balls. That's why the, you want to pull his hair. But I know. I think I it comes from a place. Uh, of I like, think it comes from a secret really frustration. Yeah, I think it comes from secret f- sexual frustration. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just look at. I just want to <laughs> fucking. Oh my god, we are getting demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> you want to leave him purple? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, like I feel like yeah. <laughs> just Isn't like, it funny though how that natural like that relation like the first script you weren't really. I'm trying to remember how it started. You weren't, we weren't mean to, like, you weren't mean to June. Yeah, I think it just evolved It just that happened, way. like, on set. Yeah, yeah. Like, it just became an ongoing joke. You know what I think it was, though? I think it's because he was, like, the 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 slave driver. Yeah. So we had to learn that stupid dance first, <laughs> the first video. And, like, we, like, actually had to rehearse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, like, I'm, like, learning from this, this guy. I don't even know. Like, I met him through BGA. And I'm like, why are you telling me what to do, man? And I think that it's like that secret frustration evolved from that. Mm. And I was like, oh, but he's kind of cute. <laughs> but why are you telling yeah. me what to do? <laughs> I felt bad for June a lot because we are all so bad. And like, and like not really taking the dance part seriously. <laughs> like, and he was so serious about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I told him from the start, like... Um, because he choreographed the first one, and then he had a friend helping us with the second one. And I was like, I saw the second, I was like, dude, this is too hard, man. Like, But I got to say, the dancing in the first one is way better. Mm-hmm. It was actually, like, it was looked, easier. Yeah. It was easier. But we it cu- looked, Did you notice how much we cut out of the dancing on the, no, in no, the no, second but, one? Yeah, yeah, but the dance, our dancing was better in the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second one was, I we agree. were barely even dancing, we were so lazy. We're like, yeah. nah, man. It's like, just cut a lot. And yeah. a lot of it was just us like messing around, like you know, that shot that was all like, <laughs> yeah. That was the other thing. June directed the second one, yeah, and he was really, he was really making me frustrated. How <laughs> <laughs> so? His directing style, man, because he just takes too long with uh-huh. everything. I'm like, hurry! Dude, this is a roasting up. June. This is going to be part of the storyline. It's like, like June, hurry, June comes back and he's like, I've heard your podcast. Like I've heard yeah. your, po- I heard the podcast. And you know what? This is super deep, too, yeah, right? I, yeah. I heard your yeah, podcast. I know. I know. My name is June Curryon, <laughs> and I have a. I'm, I, I don't actually. I don't want your video to get demonetized. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop. Like, yeah. it's too late. Don't yeah. demonetize us, man. It's too uh, late. Um, but no, 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 no. But you know, he's very talented. Yeah, he's very talented. He, you know, he did a great job with that music. It looked really great, and he's a he's a good dancer. Uh, he's a good. <laughs> he's an amazing violinist. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's trying to. He's, he's really good. His, right his, his 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 his. His skills on the strings is like uncanny, mm-hmm. just a re- really amazing on that violin. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, you know, you know, uh, a violin, the bow is made of horse horse tail. Really? So he's really good. Like he's connected to animals and, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and connected to the earth. Yeah. So uh, he's really good with wood in his neck. 
Yeah. We got to yeah. get June on the podcast, <laughs> but then bring Justin back <laughs> yeah. and not and not tell June. Yeah. Like Justin will just be there. Yeah. There's no way June's going to watch all the way to this point. No, no, no. You know, you know what needs to happen is you need to set him up. Mm-hmm. Like make him get real comfortable and then start having him kind of like talk a little bit of shit. Yeah. And then I should be like, I should open the door <laughs> with like headphones on and be like, I've been listening to you the entire. <laughs> I don't think time. the thing is June so nice. I don't think he would hit, talk shit even if like he'd be, he'd be like, oh yeah, um, yeah. Justin sometimes says some things to me. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't think I don't think June would would do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, that that's funny how that just it just <laughs> became a thing. Like it, it became it became a thing, and and it's and people's favorite relationship. It's either you yeah. love the 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 love-hate relationship between yeah. you and June, or you just love David for being David. Yeah, yeah David's funny, too, in it. Yeah. We, we we hope to continue it on in a in movie form at some point, but what I want to talk about right now is Paco's stand-up career. No, let's yeah. <laughs> There's two questions. There's I really want to, yeah, I want to, I want to talk, I want to talk about Paco's uh, stand-up comedy career. We, uh, for the viewers at home, um, Paco and, and Ryan were, were in LA for their, po- they're, they're doing the podcast in LA and, the and one. yeah. And, uh, we went out for some drinks and then we came back and we forced Paco <laughs> to do a standup standup act for us. And we all like critiqued him. Um, well, let's preface this. Like Paco never <laughs> let me, I would say like, hey, yeah. Oh, he's like, yeah. well, I'm going, going to do an open mic. And like, he would never tell me where it was. Yeah. I was like, dude, you need critics that like, you need people to tell you. Like when it's not good, like and also oh, no, for sure, yeah. Also, we need to preface that we know nothing about stand-up comedy, yep. nor we are like our opinions are valid in any way. We just wanted to like give honest feedback of how like as just normal people, yeah. like if we like it or not. That's yeah. all. Like, and yeah. but another but thing I that I would put in is that you guys come from a standpoint of like storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know, like you guys do really well at storytelling. Mm-hmm. So in that aspect, because my jokes aren't just like, oh, these are one-liners. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it does come from a place of, oh, there, there's some reality to this. Yeah. So that's why I was like, you know, I, I do feel comfortable, but also because I really do look up to you. Um, yeah, but we are just, we just wanted to, we just wanted to get a little taste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of the Paco jam. And, and after I did my set, they destroyed me for like a good 30 minutes. But I, that's why I respect you more now because you, you really took it in stride. You didn't let it like, you know, be personal and. And, uh, you know, that's hard to do. Like, it's hard to take criticism. You know, we were, to, but we're just speaking from, like, a non-professional standpoint, just how we took it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but uh, you know, I think that uh, right now, Paco should do it. Do no. it if I can. <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, I think how this could be relative to a lot of people is that, yeah, I mean, I think people need to, if you're going to try and do something, you have to, like, commit to it and then, be open to the criticism, I think. Yeah. I think but it's the, really tough to do. No, but yeah. there's a reason why, and you, you understand why I didn't want you guys. Like, I'm okay mm-hmm. with performing at open mics, at, like, bars, coffee shops, uh-huh. to people I have no idea who they are, you know? Because that, like, in the end, when I do stand-up comedy, it's going to be for people like that starting off. It's going to be for people who have no idea who, are, who I am. With you guys, it's a lot more personal because of the relationship that we have, like, the audience has seen Justin will shit on me all day and I'm cool with it and it's fun. And then Ryan will do that too. And I'm cool with it too. But when it comes to like, Oh, this is something that, you know, I, I'm trying to work on this craft and stand up enough. And then to have like, to think, Oh, are they just going to shit on that too? 
you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. So that's why I was very much yeah. so like, I don't, I, I, I would only want to invite you and only have you there when I get to a point of like, I'm comfortable. I've worked on this hundreds of times, you know? Yeah. I've yeah, made yeah. this set good enough where I'm, I'm confident that I can get you to laugh. Yeah. Yeah, where you feel proud. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, tonight, I think you have to, you know, when people come over to Ryan's house, I think, you know. Just so people know, people are coming over to my house. Yeah. <laughs> no, but what we're, what we're trying to say is, I think, I think, um, in, I, I will say I respect that, that you took criticism very well. Yeah. And I think that's, that's important for a lot of people. It's, it's tough, yeah. man. In it's anything, so tough. In your, if, especially it's if so it's tough. your job. Yeah. Like, you know, if you just work and something you take pride in, something yeah. you love and someone comes and criticizes you, yeah. I mean, it comes from a place of us trying to help. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But even course. then that's tough, man. But that's a path to progress. That's a path to mastery yeah. is you have to, you know, be open to, to not being awesome, mm -hmm. you know? And I, at least I can speak for myself is like, I know like, uh, I'm like a novice and just starting out as a director and writer, all that stuff. And I need to, I need to always be open and, and, get wrecked all the time the more times i get wrecked the better i'll get because if i learn from it what's some negative criticism you've gotten for like gook like gook specifically you know some one review said like you know it was kind of messy and um but if you but they are also talked about like you know you could tell there was a raw artist passion behind it mm -hmm. that that it kind of makes up for it but but i have to admit yeah there's parts that are pretty rough and the way i shot it was super low budget and and uh, scrappy, so like I didn't have time or or you know the resources to make it super polished. But uh, I look at it now and and taking that sort of note from the reviews and and you know I generally don't read the reviews. It's more like um, you know I ask like peers. You know when especially when um when I'm editing and I'm getting to a stage where it's getting kind of close to locking the 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 film. Um, so I could send it off to like sound and color and all that stuff. I'll have, we'll work on it. And then at night I'll always have at least one screening and I'll, and I'll invite the, the scariest people that I, that I admire or whatever. And I'll have them watch it and give me notes. And sometimes it's really, I'm like, oh, you know, and, and a lot of times they're right. And, and always, always, it's always a note behind the note. So they might say like, this section just doesn't, it's kind of just like bad. It sucks. And then it's like, I have to really go back and then be like, okay, instead of being like, fuck you, you don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Just really think about it and then get the note behind the note. And maybe it's, he's saying it just felt slow or, or maybe the editing wasn't crisp enough and it wasn't engaging enough. And, or like maybe he's saying it was bad because he wasn't clear on the, the, the protagonist sort of how they were feeling in the moment. And that's something I have to decipher afterward. But like for me to be like, he doesn't know what he's talking Like that part's not bad. Like it's sometimes people, their notes aren't, you know, because they're talking in the moment. They haven't had time to process mm -hmm. for a long time what they're saying. So uh, that's like an example, you know, and that, ha you know, when I'm in the editing phase, I'm constantly, and then, you know, and then sometimes like, you also, but here's the other thing, Paco, is like sometimes you also have to stick to your gun sometimes. You go, no, that's just my style or that's how I express myself. You have to know when something is, you know, very s sort of in integral to, to who you are and then some stuff that's just more of a practical, technical thing that you need to improve upon, you know? So like people were ragging on sort of, sort of some of my music choices and that saying it was too all over the place, but... I like that because I'm not one thing 
and they're like, well, there's too many tonal shifts in my films. And I'm like, frankly, I don't give a fuck about that specific thing that they're talking about. And that's something that I, I want to hold on to. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We're kind of wrapping it up because time is, uh, but I just wanted to throw in one more Twitter question because you are actually the first uh, father guest. Oh, uh, yeah, we, yeah. We, we haven't had any guests that has never thought about even that. had kids except <laughs> for your mom. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. But so uh, because you are kind of seen as, again as a crazy person, you know, you're, you're doing so many things. Mm. Um, how is it has having a kid like changed your view on a lot of things or, mm -hmm. or even life? Yeah, it has. That's the the simple answer. But um, I think having a kid can go two ways. You can just live your life and kind of be irresponsible, or it forces you to be really, you know, we're talking about self-aware and, and introspective. It, it forces you to examine who you are as a human because now you have this uh, child that's come into the world and and you have to, you know, you have to, determine who you're going to be um, and who who the person that they're going to call dad. And so it's made me have to take a second look at the type of art that I'm making, right? So if you notice the art that I'm making is... <laughs> I mean, speaking of which, though, yeah. like, how are you going to explain to her BGA? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's, uh, you know, it's, it's fun, though, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's fun. But, like, in terms of, you know, f feature films, they, they all have a purpose and... And I can stand confidently in it with, on two feet in front of her and say, yeah, I did that for this reason. I was trying to give these people a voice. And then sometimes it's okay to be like, I really truly believe that sometimes the answer can be like, we needed money. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we, everybody needs money to survive, so I needed to take that job because we, our family needed the money. But, um, it really, but at the same time, I've become kinder. I've become more compassionate. I've become more sympathetic and empathetic. <clears throat> towards people i'm not quick to judge uh, i try not to be i try not to be as judgmental because uh, all that sort of and also i try not to to speak really negatively about other people like and I, this all changed when you had a baby yeah 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 well not overnight but slowly yeah. as, as you so it is true then that does change you once you have a kid yeah but it's your own personal decision if you mm -hmm. want to change or not mm -hmm. um but you know i don't want to bring <clears throat> You know, I think you've seen me change over the years. Yeah, and we're talking about sure. this last night. Um, and I think before I was much more aggressive. And, you know, I look at myself now and I think I, I'm i not as aggressive in the sense that I, somebody's like, I'm not, used, before I'd be like, oh yeah, screw that guy. You know, fuck yeah. that guy, I hate that guy. I don't do that as much because I don't want to bring that energy home. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. that's what the baby does. And in terms of work, some people go in the direction of like, I need to make more money to, to give my kid what they need. And then there's the other op option, which is like, no, 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 all that stuff doesn't matter. I think what's more important is helping, molding her to be somebody that you think will be a great member of society. What's more important is, well, yeah, you can either try and make more money to, to try to give your kids what you think they need. And then, but then my philosophy is to spend more time with them and try to mold, you know, give them a strong foundation. You can't make your kid become anything. They're going to be who they're going to be. And I only, my job is to kind of give them the tools or what I think is, is productive and 
constructive for them to go out in the world you know yeah. and then it's on them but but um i think that's what having a kid does it really makes you think about even who you are um and you be just become you have to become more selfless cuz a kid they can't care for themselves you have to care for them mm-hmm. so in that way i think uh, i've become it's less i become less egotistical you know i think mm-hmm. being a creative and an actor is one of the most narcissistic uh, endeavors one can take on because you're just thinking constantly about yourself and how you come across and and having a kid really takes you outside of of that and it's less about like your own sort of uh, hang-ups and ego, um, which I think is a beautiful thing. So you guys should have kids. Yeah, so I guess you want to go pick one up or we can have one together. Uh, nah, I'm good, dude. <laughs> dude, imagine <laughs> if you guys had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, I mean, that's <laughs> that's a good way to end off. So yeah. Paco and I are going to go get kids. Yeah. Um, again, kids. just to wrap up, Justin, your film, Miss Purple, comes out when? Uh, September September 6th at the Newark in Santa Monica. Yep. It'll expand to other theaters in Los Angeles and, and California, um, San Francisco, Irvine, and, and then, but then the next weekend after September 6th, the following weekend was at the September 12th, it'll be in New York at two landmark theaters in the city, and, and uh, it'll expand out to most major cities after that. Miss Purple. Miss Purple. Uh, Gook is still on Netflix, Netflix right? Netflix, yeah. but, uh, you know, Netflix is pretty messed up. <laughs> They do something. We're not gonna go there. <laughs> <laughs> they do something that's called a pan and scan. We shot that fo- film anamorphic, which is like widescreen. Uh-huh, yeah. And what they do is a pan and scan. They just they pan and scan it, and they scan it, and they cut off the ends. And they oh, de- really. And they decide when to pan. So, like for example, there's that shot with the two brothers arguing, uh-huh. and she's in the middle. It's cut off at the ends, and. Oh, they decide wow. when to pan to each. So I didn't know that. Watch it on wa- watch it on Netflix. But if you want to see the true aspect ratio, buy it on uh, iTunes. Yeah, support um, support or pirate it, whatever. <laughs> or yeah, that's still <laughs> a, a, the director. A <laughs> he cares more about the vision. Yeah, he cares more about the art. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Hey, pirate my shit. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that uh, thank you again, Justin, for being yeah. here. Um, you can follow us at Off the Pill Podcast on Instagram at Off the Pill on Twitter. Leave us your questions and stuff like that there. Um, Where else can they find you, though? Uh, my Insta- I usually you mostly use Instagram. But you barely use it, right? Yeah. Uh, you don't even follow me on Instagram. Yeah, don't. I'll, I'll, fo- I'll follow, follow you. But no, no, I, I, I use it in between projects. But when I'm really focused on, like, filming, I, I yeah. because I need to concentrate. But yeah. uh, you could just follow me at Justin Chan um, on Instagram. And, and um, you know, if you want to slide into my DMs, you know, I'll, take, I'll, I'll take a look. Probably but also it, because yeah. if they follow yeah. you on Instagram, it'll be a good way to get a reminder like, oh, this is coming out. When, yeah, when yeah, yeah. And, and I do I do like post stuff about the process, you know, like I'll post stuff when I'm in, in the edit or on set. So if you're interested in filmmaking at all, like, um, yeah. Follow it's a good me. follow. Yeah. Behind the scenes stuff. Also, if you want to see cute pictures of my kid. <laughs> yeah. Papa babies. Papa babies. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, how we normally end it, we just breathe into the mic in three, two, one. <sighs> that was very aggressive.